Once upon a time, a man named Donald Bluth, a former Disney animator, directed a cavalcade of hit animated films. Films such as An American Tale, Land Before Time, The Secret in Them, and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Unfortunately, all good things have to come to an end. In 1991, Booth wrote and directed a movie based roughly off a French play called Chanticleer, starring an Elvis chicken, a claustrophobic magpie, and Christopher Plummer, this movie has it all. Today, we are talking about what some might say is Eli's favorite movie as a child. This movie is Rockadoodle, here on Billy Nostalgia. Okay, seriously, we're going to start the episode now, so I need you to leave. Um, really. Please. I have nothing left in my life. I, I understand that, but we we just want to do the episode. We don't want any guests on this episode. I understand you um, really wanted to be on, but we don't really have time I'll for this. S- I'll sit here nice and quiet in the corner. I won't even make a sound. Okay, that's great, but can you just sit out in the in the living room, Mr. Plummer? Listen. I Listen, buddy. I did you just call? Mean, hey, did you just call me, buddy? Yes, buddy. Listen, I don't mean to prostrate, or which means lie on the floor. I'm sorry. Did you just say you don't mean to prostrate? I don't mean to toot my own horn, so to speak. But I am Sir Christopher Plummer, Academy Award winner, Christopher Plummer. And you cannot just cast me out like some ruffian on the streets, you understand? I understand completely, but we are not looking to have a guest on this episode. I was in the sound of music, you rube. I danced the stage with Julie Andrews. I stopped the Nazis single-handedly from taking over. And I appreciate that, I really do. But as soon as Clint logs on, I'm we're going to start the episode and we don't really want you to be a part of it. You do not understand, my good sir, the caliber of actor that you have in your presence and you have the gall to tell me to wait in the foyer while you record? I never said foyer, I would never use that word ever hey mr plumber can i can i just say you are one of the best parts of this movie i really appreciate it we're excited to talk about this movie that you made one of your finest works that doesn't mean you have to be on the episode we've been doing this for a while this is our 14th episode we don't need christopher Plummer to come in and tell us how to do things okay you really think that the duke of owls was my finest performance i i do think i don't know that i've seen that many of your performances but of the ones i've seen i think it's my favorite yeah well, my good man, I, uh, I'm i going to go reflect for a moment. Not because I feel happy, but because I feel insulted. Th- this is why we didn't want you to be a guest, because if you're not proud of the movie, then it's not going to be like a fun episode if you're just kind of like being a downer about it. I said good day to you, sir. All right. Hey, Clint, are you there? Yeah, I was there the whole time. I was. I'm sorry about that. I, heard, I was trying I to get every, him to I heard leave. Everything. Are I you kind of heard everything? Are you ready to start? Yeah, I, I'm. 
Let's let, let's get rid of this weird energy in the room. Yeah, I feel weird. It feels like he's. I could st- hold on a second. I'm just gonna go and shut the door. I cannot believe that. All right. Um, I could I I could have I heard him still while he was kind of pacing the hallway while you moved away momentarily. You heard him. Yeah, I could. I can't hear him anymore. Okay. I think he's he's gone. I think he's gone. I I think he's still sitting out there. And it's like it feels weird to know that he's sitting there, but yeah, I feel you know what's. It's kind of sad because I imagine him sitting there, and his bottom lip is doing that tremble thing, right. but not like because he's sad. But that's just because like that's what older men's bottom lips tend to do. And that's kind of making me sad because I know he's not sad. He seems like a mean man, but he's old, and so I pity him. All right, well, um, I'm ready to get started. If you are. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Brass tacks. Let's brass get tacks. to the brass tacks. I love brass tacks. Okay. Um, hey, welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Schaff Smith, the greatest good you're ever going to get. And my name is Clint. Jazz hands. Paige. Oh, I like that a lot. Thank you. That was I'm a really cheerleader. Cute. You are? I'm a cheer boy. You're a cheer yeah. boy. You're a like the boy. guy that wears those like uh those pants that you can rip off the the, the buttons. They have the buttons going down the side, you know. Mm-hmm. That all the fun fact. Uh-huh. That's what you should have gotten me for my marriage survival kit. That is. <laughs> Why didn't you splurge on those? Yeah, that would have been expensive. Okay, it's not a marriage survival kit. It's not going to get you through your whole. It's not even the whole honeymoon. <laughs> it's a wedding oh. night survival kit. It's a wedding night survival kit. So. <laughs> I guess we kind of un- unintentionally jumped into that. Yeah, we, you, this was your bachelor weekend last weekend. Yeah. It's Monday we, when we're recording this, and we just got back yesterday. Yeah, we were up in the mountains of the Great Smoky Mountains. We were up in the mountains of the mountains. Yeah, I think which, they call this the Las Vegas of the United States. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like the Las Vegas of America, mm-hmm. but uh, a little smaller. Right, just a little bit, though. Gatlinburg. Yeah. Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Pigeon Forge. Heaven on Earth. Heaven some might some may say heaven on earth. The home of so, Dolly Parton herself. And we were up in a beautiful uh freezing cold cabin in the Smokies, it away was, from everything. It wasn't freezing cold though, because the air conditioning was out and gone, which <laughs> I wanna give a quick shout out to Mark. The owner of our Mark, Airbnb. We, Mark, we know you're listening to Mark, this. Mark, big fan of the show, I think. Big fan um, of the show, Mark. I have his number. I could send him a text with a link to this episode and just say, <laughs> hey, we talked about you on this it one. It might not all be positive. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much bad to say about Mark because he tried no, his he best, tried. sort of. He tried. Our, the AC was out. He brought in two portable units that did mm-hmm. not work, and they were not <laughs> enough for the size of the house. There were six boys in there emanating full body heat. Um, yeah, and it was a a decent sized cabin <laughs> emanating all of our body heat, all of it, all that we had to emanate was coming out of us. And there's we had one AC unit for the top floor and one for the bottom floor, and they were doing which nothing was not enough because the little tube that like you put on the back of the unit that shoots the hot air out of the window would not stay connected <laughs> to the unit itself. So it would just shoot this freezing cold air out from the front and this scalding hot air out from the back. 
<laughs> and it just it just equalized. So the, equalized. the the temperature was inside was exactly the same as outside, which was like ninety degrees. Yeah, <laughs> all thanks to Mark. It was very um uncomfortable. The first night was incredibly uncomfortable. I think we all. I think we all were just like our spirits were broken. None of us really slept much that <laughs> night. Clint, didn't you say you laid down on the tile floor of the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I had the master suite to myself because it was my weekend, darn it. And um, it was so hot. And I don't know what it is about cabins, like the, the bedding, but it's all made from that like sheer type fabric where mm-hmm. it sticks to your whole body. And the only time that it's useful is if it's, like, below freezing. That way it gets kind of hard and not sticky. But I was so hot, and it was about 4 in the morning, and I hadn't gone to sleep yet. And I just went and took all my clothes off and <laughs> laid <laughs> and laid on the bathroom tile because I knew it would be cold. Did it work? I didn't even... I, no. Well, kind of. I mean, it felt nice. But Did you sleep there like that? No, I laid there for about 30 minutes. I was on the second floor sleeping on like a futon um, Mm -hmm. and I had to, I couldn't sleep for like an hour. I was just laying there sweating and I had to get up and go powder my nose in the bathroom. (laughs) I had to pee pee. I'll just say it. And uh, so I I opened the door and turned on the light and uh, one of your other groomsmen is just kneeled on the ground leaning on the toilet which is the lid is down he's asleep on the on the toilet he's it's he's just got his arms like folded beneath his face and he like kind of looks up like defeatedly at me and in the morning he said he didn't remember remember seeing me so i just went back to bed and i did not pee until morning but it was it was a good time we went and got a we went and got a bunch of pancakes yeah a bunch of pancakes um, we rode an alpine slide. We rode an alpine uh, alpine slide, which was painful. Some might say. Some might say that. Um, my friend, my poor friend Aaron, uh, his phone flew out of his pocket and flew like eighty feet and nearly hit a car and landed in a parking lot and did not break. The phone was fine. Amazing. Good work, Samsung. Good work, Samsung. What? It, it wasn't a Samsung phone, though. I know. I know. But we. we We'll oh, we haven't gotten that Apple sponsorship though, so we, we want them to really we earn haven't, it. We haven't gotten that fruit sponsorship. Yeah, Can't you're. Say, oops. Oops. Can't yeah. say the big A right. word. All right. Well, I do want to talk about the wedding night survival kit that I gave you. Yes. Um, yes. The yes. other night, um, it just had some really important items like. Um, okay. There's a magnifying. There's glass. a magnifying glass. Uh, uh, so a bottle of Mountain Dew. <laughs> a bottle of Mountain Dew. Some uh, Star Wars stickers. Star Wars stickers, very important. One of those little bitty hats that you can, like a little bitty top <laughs> it's hat. It's a tiny cowboy hat. A tiny cowboy hat. It's a tiny pink sparkly cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, some Band-Aids. Some Band-Aids. You always need those. Some duct tape. Some Minions duct tape. We actually had to use that on the AC units throughout the yep. weekend. To help keep the tubes on. So that was actually... I'm very glad that you brought that because we would not have survived. We actually really needed that. I think Mark was probably going to be a little surprised when he found that his AC units had Minions duct tape all over it when he got there. Did you send him a text letting him know? I did. I actually sent him a picture of the to show him that the little tubes kept coming off on the back. 
And um, I think you could tell that it was Minions tape in the picture, but he didn't say anything about it. He was gracious enough to not bring that up. Thanks, it Mark. was it was funny. Um, when we were leaving the cabin, the outside had cooled off, and so therefore the inside was cooler. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Oh no, we don't want Mark to think that we were just whiny babies," because it actually felt pretty good on the inside. Hey, Mark, if you're listening, go ahead and not listen for the next like. Go ahead and seconds. not listen to this part. <laughs> so we made sure to like disconnect to the AC units or the portable AC units, so that it would get like as realistically hot as it was for the most of the time. Yeah, because we wanted it to like we wanted Mark to walk in to pick up his portable units to, to return them feel for where we them feel. and feel the pain that we were in because we, I was legitimately scared that he was going to walk in and be like it feels great in here because it really did feel good by morning. Yeah, um, it did. But and then he texted you like as we had left and was like, "Hey, you turned off the AC units, right?" <laughs> and I just said, "No." No, Mark, we did. No, we left it running just blasting hot 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 air throughout the cabin. Thank you for those beverages, Mark. They thanks, were very good. thanks, Mark. Hey, he for tried to make it right. He yeah. tried. He did try. He tried to fill the fridge for us. I love that man. I will never forget you, Mark. I've still got what your is... number. He doesn't live that far from me. He told me where he lives. I think he really <laughs> oh, no. wants me to be his friend. <laughs> How old was he? Uh, he sounded like sixty. Oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yeah. I kind of thought he was like in his late twenties or thirties. Oh no, no, Mark. No, no, Mark's an old oh. man. Well, bless his heart. He definitely didn't know what the minions were, so it's not that he no. didn't acknowledge it. He just didn't understand it. Yeah, he was like, what are these yellow fellows? Where'd Is this that, that SpongeBob twink- boy? Where'd they get that Twinkie tape from? <laughs> oh, so, Clint, you are getting married. But in that... A w- less than a week in 12 no. days. Yeah. <laughs> 12 days is not less than a week, you idiot. <laughs> I, what I meant to say was we're almost literally less than a it's week away. more than a week. <laughs> what I meant to say is that we're almost a week away. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's not important. Nope. <laughs> I know I know it's like the most important thing in your life to this point, but currently it's not yes, as important but... as the movie Rockadoodle. <laughs> that's what's pressing currently. Rockadoodle is a film that we watched. Some might say. Some might say it's a film. Some might call it a film. This one's definitely a film. This There's no movie. There's not an ounce of movie in this one. No, 100% film. Directed by Hollywood legend Donathan Bluth. Don, Don for short. Yeah. Um, and as as if you've been keeping up with the show, you know that we were doing this thing where Clint chose a movie that I had not seen that he had watched in his childhood, and I chose a movie that he had not seen. We watched Brave Little Toaster last week. Yeah, and this week, which was I made, which was sin, th- which was sin. It was very bad. Um, and this week we watched Rockadoodle, which Clint had mm-hmm. never seen before, and I had seen, mm-hmm. but didn't remember mm-hmm. much of. <laughs> never saw, never even heard of. Uh, was not in my personal zeitgeist. I just was completely oblivious to the existence of this film. You probably had passed by it so many times in a blockbuster and never bothered to touch it because you... you Thought it was a joke. (laughs) Yeah, you thought it was a joke movie that wasn't real. Um, Turns out, a real movie. A real movie. And when we say real, we mean really real because parts of it are live action. Yeah. Did you know that was going to be a thing? No, not at all. Whenever the live action part happened, I was watching this with my brother, Prescott. (laughs) We both went... What's up, what? Prescott? 
We both audibly went, what? What? It's it's shocking because the first thing you see is just a big human hand on the screen. Whoa. <laughs> it's like in SpongeBob when you see a, a hand or something suddenly appear. And it's like this movie was the Princess comedy. Bride. Yeah, it very much is set up the same way as the Princess Bride. That, of a little boy being told the story. Yeah. Except then he becomes the story. He becomes the story. It's in a shocking twist. The story becomes real. But was so it real? Or, or was it? Let's we'll talk about out. the name here for a second. Okay. Rock-a-doodle. 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 Why is it a... What, where does the name come from? What is a doodle? What's well, rocking? A, co- a, 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 a rooster makes a sound mm-hmm. that's cock-a-doodle-doo. That's what a rooster says. R- okay. Now, I'm this listening. particular rooster, Chanticleer, Chanticleer, is a rock and roll star. So they called uh-huh. it Rock-a-doodle. Also, I think Rock-a-doodle is the name of one of the songs that he sings when he becomes a famous rock star. Okay. Let's, let, let, me, start, let me start this by saying... Uh-oh. This movie was not a musical. Uh, but it also Debatable, was. but yeah, not really. It's like, surprise, it's a musical. Kind of like in the same uh, vein of uh, Brave Little Toaster. Similar. But one thing this movie does that Brave Little Toaster doesn't do, which is a pretty creative move that I can really give it credit for, is every time there's a song playing that like the the characters are singing along with on the screen and you kind of enjoy it like it's a good song that's catchy and you're really enjoying it they just have another character start talking over the music (laughs) so you can't hear the song and they just kind of fade out the song so you don't get to listen to it so you're it like the song happens and then you're like did i did i just hear a song (laughs) yeah the like the opening song of the movie plays for like 30 seconds and then you hear the dog dude being like my name is Petus. What? <laughs> What's what? his is name? Is that his name? No, it's something like that. Petus. Uh, P- <laughs> I think it's Petus now. That's a that's very unfortunate. No, his name is Patu. <laughs> that's what his Petus name is. Petus Patu? No, just Patu. Oh. And he started, he's like, once upon a time. And you're like, the chicken just started singing. <laughs> I was Let just on board with the song. The Here's the thing. The chicken the guy mm-hmm. that voiced the chicken and sang for the chicken has a good voice oh yeah he's voice. great i loved it and i wished he was singing the whole movie mm-hmm. i wish patu was not talking over his songs constantly yeah like who who is he who plays who plays the voice of Claire? glenn uh, campbell glenn campbell yeah not related to actor bruce campbell that uh, i know of are you confident of that nope but um he had a very good voice. He was a he very kind of sounded singer. like Hugh Jackman to me in this. He did. He did. Have, he had a very Broadway esque. He sounded kind of like voice. Hugh Jackman doing an Elvis impression, which I yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, um, but let's let's uh, let's talk about the standout character of this movie. I I don't know who you're about to say. Well, well, let's let's do. say it at the same time. All right. One, One two, two, three. three. Duke of Duke Owls. Duke of Owls, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. He's the villain. He's he, the villain of this he, movie. So, he's an owl with a cape. Yeah, a very scary big owl with a cape. So before we dive in to, um, you know, a character synopsis and a, a deep, deep character breakdown, mm-hmm. I feel like it's important for us to give the 10,000-foot view of this movie. Here we go. Here we are. We're 10,000 feet up. Yeah. So, uh, basically, the 10,000-foot view of this movie is that there's a farm, 
Uh, it's cartoon. It's uh, got a bunch of happy animals on there, and every morning, uh, Chanticleer the rooster, a big strong rooster, comes out, and he sings, and he makes the sun rise. And then one day, uh, Chanticleer gets in a fight with a rooster with claws on the backs of his feet and that we never see any more of. And then he, he gets his butt whooped. And then uh, he doesn't sing, and the sun rises without him. And his, his fans realize that he's not that important. Then he goes away. Mm-hmm. Cut, cut to uh, a little boy. What's the little boy's name? Edmund? Edmund. Edmund. He's in, he's in the real life. He's a skin boy. And, he's a skin uh, boy, is what we will call him. Yeah, he's not a he's not an animated boy. He's a skin boy. He's a skin boy with skin. <laughs> his mom's reading him a tale, a tale uh, of a rooster named Shanty Claire. Whoa, whoa, whoa! She she hasn't written it. It's a story that he. No, she's reading book. it to him. Oh, she's, she's okay, reading. Gotcha, it. gotcha. You weren't listening to me. He was. You weren't enunciating. Him. Go on. She's, go on. She's reading him a book. Uh huh. And uh, then, then a big old flood happens. Yeah. And uh, he said, Ed, Edmund gets scared. He opens mm-hmm. up the window and decides to call out for this cartoon made-up rooster. Yeah, well, so he's a he real can, rooster. <laughs> so that this, the sun can come out and make the flood go away. He says, Frankerquill! Because that's what this little boy sounds like. He yeah. doesn't know how to talk like a human boy. <laughs> no, no. Dumb Edmund is his name. Let's, yeah. let's call him Dumb Edmund for sure. Dumb Edmund the skin boy. Um... And and then uh, the Duke of Owls comes in, and then Chan- or then Edmund gets turned into a cartoon kitty cat. Yeah, because he says kittens are easier to eat than mm-hmm. boys. humans are. <laughs> yeah. And then they go on an adventure, and Chanticleer comes back. Uh, he's a big rock star. He he leaves his life of uh, leaves his uh, life of sin and debauchery, drug, sex, and rock and roll, and then comes back to the farm. And they kill the Duke of Owls. They kill him. Her- they kill him. They murder him. No, they don't. Him. Actually, they, they shrink chop him his head down. Off. They shrink, they him, shrink down. him down. They shrink him down and then they chop his head off. Do they? No. Oh. But I, I mean, I'd imagine that's post credits. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, that's funny. That you just said a thing that's not in the movie on our podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about kids' movies. You just said a thing that's not in the movie, and like that was a joke that you did. Really Thank funny. you. I'll be performing um, at <laughs> the improv. <laughs> At the improv, um, so that's that's the idea of this movie. If you didn't watch it, um, which I would, I would by no means say that you're required to watch this movie to listen to this episode. However, absolutely not. Um, I want to, I want to talk about my experience with this as a kid. I know you have zero of it. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna step back away for a moment. And yeah. I want to hear your experience. Hey, back off, bud. Um, I this movie was a movie that was on VHS at my grandmother's house. When I was a wee lad, and I would go over there, and she would dump out all the VHS movies that she had in her big box of movies. One of them was Jurassic Park. Um, she had The Lion King 2. Not one, just two. She had Jurassic Park, which was way too scary for me. She had Rock-A-Doodle. Yeah. Um, she had the uh, a circus sing-along movie. She had a Mickey sing-along movie. I think this was all the movies she had. Rock-A-Doodle was one of them. Rock-A-Doodle was 20% of the movies that she had. And um, so I would watch it 20% of the time when I was at her house. Um, but this was only up until the age of like four. So I really don't, didn't remember much of this movie. And honestly, I don't think I made it through the whole movie many times because I didn't remember much after like the first 15 minutes. But I remembered a lot of the first 15 minutes very clearly. Um, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was perfect. And... Um, <laughs> And then I forgot. You're saying as a kid. As I, yeah, 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 yeah. As a kid. 
Um, so is this your grandmother that I have met before? Jojo. Yeah, it's Jojo. Yeah, Jojo. Yeah, I've met your grandmother. You met Jojo. Yeah. Yeah. She had a pool. Um, Yeah. What? <laughs> Did you come swimming at our pool one time? No, no. you didn't. We weren't I think friends I was when we were younger. We were friends I think when I was we were invited. Older. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I was probably like, you need to invite Clint to come over to the pool. And I was like, hey, my mom wanted you to want me to invite you to come to the pool. The pool. <laughs> but we're juniors in that, high school and we don't really want to do that. <laughs> there's that scene where I show up in my ill-fitting bathing suit. Yeah. In my floaties. Yeah. Um, and then I do karaoke. Thank you, eighth grade. But um, <laughs> good movie. Th- yeah, great movie. But um, I think your grandmother had those five movies uh, as a test mm-hmm. because one of them, only one, mm-hmm. is good. Uh, let me think for a second. I don't know. The Mickey sing-along was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So she dumped out those movies, and it was a test every single time. And mm-hmm. she's like, he's... He's gonna choose the good one. <laughs> so, and then the good hand, one was too scary, though. <laughs> your hand passes over all of the movies, hovers briefly over Jurassic Park. JoJo gets so excited, you your hand drifts down towards Jurassic Park and then slides over to Rocket Doodle. <laughs> Every time I pick Rocket JoJo says, "I'm gonna step away for a moment," and she went into her bathroom and screamed into a towel. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty much how it went down every time. And um, then she had to ro- watch Rocket Doodle, <laughs> the, a movie she had been cursed with until until you realized that it was not a good movie and didn't watch it. Then she could. It was her Horcrux that she could not pass <laughs> along until you had stopped watching it. A witch rose out of a swamp one day when she was lost in the woods and handed uh-huh. her this VHS tape. And Let's said, reenact you have to- this. You have to get a boy to watch Jurassic Park before you can get this, get rid of this movie. Here is one in my left hand is a movie called Rockadoodle. In my right hand is a movie that will win many Academy Awards called <laughs> Jurassic Park. You must make him watch both. And then he will choose quality and you cannot get rid of the Rockadoodle. Until he has finished watching. And, oh, I know my grandson's gonna love Jurassic Park. He loves dinosaurs. And... Fee-fi-fo-fum. <laughs> <laughs> he will be the one. And then, and then the witch disappears into a cloud of bats. Yeah. And then she goes home and adds those two movies to her already three-movie tall collection of vhs movies <laughs> and dumps them out in front of me and i saw i saw the elvis rooster man and i said that is the movie for me all other movies can back away because i don't need them anymore i only and need rock doodle and then jojo went into the guest bathroom and looked in the mirror and her beard had grown even farther <laughs> and honestly the, t- the still curse. to this day <laughs> No, I did eventually see Jurassic Park. I don't think I saw it until they released it in 3D when I was in like late high school, though. What you hadn't seen it until that point? No, I did. I hadn't. I think I'd seen the You're sequels. Insane. <laughs> I had seen the sequels, but I'd never seen the original. Um, Be gone. The first one I saw was Jurassic Park Two. Oh God. Yeah, I know. I know, man. I'm sorry. 
So, uh, so by the time I was in high school, I eventually freed her from the curse. <laughs> she had aged 75 years in that 15-year <laughs> period. Yeah. You're welcome, JoJo. <laughs> I wonder if she listens to the show. Now she's a princess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's my experience with Rockadoodle as a kid. Um, I want to get into our first impressions of this movie because mm-hmm. I, I want to hear you first. Because you had not seen this before. You were not yeah. tainted by the poisons of nostalgia. So, so Clint, what did you think about the movie Rockadoodle? So, um, as the movie was coming on, um, I thought, okay, this might be kind of pleasant. You know, uh-huh. this might be a, a cute little movie. Might be. And I think I was kind of caught up in the moment of the animation. A- after the moment where it, like, absolutely sunk downhill for me was whenever um they showed the real life the skin when they showed the skin people. when they showed the skin boy yeah yeah that's when i was like nope i'm done here yeah and uh if i had to rank this movie on a scale of one to ten i'd give it a three um kind of harsh very harsh actually I'm trying to think say. of what i actually ranked this on letterbox so i can be consistent with myself mm-hmm I would say that moment. is a little bit no. Okay, I gave it a two and a half, which is a which is a five Whoa. out of ten. Clint, that's not a good rating. I'm not. I'm not claiming that this is a good movie. I think I definitely liked it more than you did, though. And, and well, I'm, you also have a little bit of attachment to it. Sure, and I think that's a valid thing to acknowledge. But I do want to say, I think even if I had seen Brave Little Toaster and had not seen this, I think I would still like this significantly more than Brave Little Toaster. I, I do agree with you. I do. Th- I do think I enjoyed this more than Brave Little Toaster. It had a little more charm. Mm-hmm. It was. It was better animated. Yeah, the animation um, is loads better. The voice acting a lot better. Mm-hmm. It had a sometimes confusing but moderately cohesive plot line. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, I said moderately cohesive. Yeah, moderately. One problem it does have that Brave Little Toaster does not have is a lot of skin in this one. A lot of skin uh, boys. Some, some might say too much skin. Too much skin. Even in with Rock the anim- there some of these animals mm-hmm. were animated so anatomically correct for humans, <laughs> but in aton- in you know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. In animatonic, you know, <laughs> in animatonically correct. Uh, I have a note on here Let's in my phone it. that just says chickens with boobs. Yeah, so, that's a thing that's in this. Yeah, when um have you ever eaten a chicken breast? Um so and then also um one thing that this movie did suffer from that Brave Little Toaster also suffered from was clunky and weird dialogue. Mhm. I don't think it was as bad as Brave Little Toaster in that Ab- episode. Absolutely not. Probably the cringiest line that was said over and over again mm-hmm. uh by Edmund when he was turned into a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. Was that he kept um kept screaming, "Help me! I'm a furry." He did okay. Yeah, that was a line that was in the movie a lot, and I the first time I heard that, and I, I had it was like whiplash. It was like, did Whoa. he just say what I think he said? <laughs> Not I'm furry. I'm a furry is what I'm he said. a furry. He is a furry. Was a furry a thing at the time? Like like what it is now? Oh, I, I really doubt that. So I don't it think just it was. It didn't age well at all. He, in fact, he said the first time, Jeepers, I'm a furry. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's the Which title is, of Clint's autobiography. <laughs> Which is what um, my, which you kind of change up the wording, and it's whenever a parent finds out that uh, their child is a furry. That's like what Andy Griffith found out. Opie's a furry. Yeah, Jeepers, he's a furry. That was when after uh, it was not black and white anymore. It wasn't one of the better episodes. No, that was that was when the one Ron Howard first started directing. Yeah. Wait, did 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 Opie direct? Andy Griffith as like a twelve year old. I don't think that yeah. happened. Well, Jeepers, Andy! I was at the park and I saw I saw Opie running around with a tail. And young Ron Howard is like, now Andy, I'm thinking in this one I'm gonna be he a called furry. his dad Andy. Oh, I, no, no, I no, no this is saying. the actor Ron Howard saying this to Andy. I'm thinking in this one I'm gonna be a furry. Is what he said. Well, and he's like, well, well it's not Ron. important to the plot, right? Ron, but uh, well, you're you're the director, so whatever subtext you want to assume, that's fine with me. Yeah, people don't realize that little Ronnie Howard was wearing a tail underneath all of his clothes the whole time. Oh man! Oh boy! There's a lot. There's a lot we have to say about the movie Rockadoodle, but mm. uh, we will save those things to say them in just a moment after we take a quick break. <laughs> guys it's time for our second installment of our newly reoccurring segment uh second opinions Uh, this is where we have a caller call into the studio and we kind of discuss uh you know the last episode that we talked about which is the brave little toaster uh so uh today we have a caller uh named don don are you there yeah i'm here Hey, Don, uh, you want to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we can jump into your second opinion. Uh, I'm a director. Um, I, I directed films such as Rockadoodle, um, uh, An American Tale, um, The Land Before Time, Secrets of Dim, um, and, and frankly, I, I have no interest in talking about The Brave Little Toaster. I want to be up front with you. Oh, 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 Don Bluth, the director of the movie we're talking about, and also All Dogs Go to Heaven. Right. Thank you, Don. You know, I'm really kind of impressed that you um, listen to our podcast. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, so it's you, one of my uh, favorites, except y'all have a really, y'all have a lot of bad opinions, and uh, okay. I, I, I wanted to correct those, but really, I, I just, uh, I, I have a feeling that you boys did not understand the meaning of the film Rockadoodle the way I intended it to be understood, and I just want to clear things up right now. I understand you want me to, ha- to say things about The Brave Little Tosa. Frankly, it's a garbage film, and I have nothing to say about it. You got, you boys pretty much got that one right. Well, well, well Don, you know, I appreciate your candor, um, but also, I, I do want to remind you, this this is talking about the prior movie, The I Brave understand. Little Toaster. I, I think I've made it perfectly clear. I understand the point of this segment. I am just saying I don't want to talk about that movie. There's no so reason you, to waste any more time on the BLT. So are you... You're, what it sounds like is that you're assuming that we did not like Rockadoodle. Is that right? I'm assuming that because I'm assuming you have the same opinion of it that everyone else does. You don't understand it. It's a work of art. You don't get it. Okay. So can you pinpoint some key sections in the movie that are particularly artful? Clint? Is it Clint? I'm talking to Clint, right? You're Clint. This is Clint, right? Yes. Clint, can I can I be real with you? Sure, Don. Is it Don? It's Don. 
I, I think you, you're a boy of small brain. I'm going to put it as nicely as I know how to say it. Te- the technical term is diabetes, but go ahead. That's I said nothing about that. Um, I just want to say the film Rockadoodle. Now, did you notice? A lot of people don't notice this. A lot of people don't notice this. Parts of the film are animated, and parts of it are live action. Those were shot with real cameras. Did you notice that, Clint? I did notice that. I, I It was kind of It's jarring. hard to catch. It's hard to catch. You really got to keep your eyes open. So is this movie supposed to blend the realities between fic- or uh, between skin and non-skin? Uh, I wouldn't say skin and non-skin so much as reality and stories and dreams. Fiction, if you will. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think you're on to something. I don't understand your, your fascination with the word skin, but— uh, Well, we all have it. We all have it. That's true. And the boy had it when uh, uh, Edmund— when he's on the screen, that's now when he's a boy, that's a real boy playing that boy. That's not animated. I know it looks now, like a cartoon. It's not. Now, this boy, Edmund, I don't mean to cast aspersions, but why him? He was not the best actor. Surely there were other child actors that you could have gotten that could have delivered and maybe even offered a little bit more gravitas to the film and a bit more noteworthy. The highest build actor you had on here was Christopher Plummer, and he was, you know, stuck as the villain who was in maybe 33% of the movie. When my son, Rocket Rebel Racer Bluth, was born, oh God, there was another child in the delivery room. There was two children being born at the same time. I heard yeah, the screeches those, of this other child. Yeah, those dual delivery rooms, I remember that. This is six years before production even started on the film Rockadoodle. I hear the screeches of the born of the child being born next to my child, and I say that boy is going to be in one of my movies someday. I I looked at his mother; she was giving birth to him at that moment, and I said, "Ma'am, may I have your telephone number? I'm going to call you in six years. I'm going to make your your son a star." Uh huh. So I could tell cool. by his screeches, by his infant screeches, that he was going to make me a lot of money someday. And you know what? He didn't really follow through on that. But I think he helped me make a work of art that is going to last for generations to come. So let me get this straight. The boy that played Edmund, Edmund. was Edmund was not your son. It was just an adjacent baby being born. An adjacent baby being. That's a really that's a really concise way of saying what I said. Yes. An adjacent baby. An adjacent baby is what he was. Adjacent baby also the name of my autobiography. Uh, that's weird. I thought it was uh, Jeep as I'm a furry. I have several autobiographies. It's called Schizophrenia. Ah, uh, okay. But, um, so, I do have to ask. Ask because away. we have the director we t- here. Please don't ask me one single question about the film The Brave Little Toaster. If you want to ask me about Rockadoodle, I'm here for that. Thumbelina, I'm here for that as well. All dogs go to heaven. I'd really like to talk about Rockadoodle right now, though, because no one seems to get it. Pebble and the Penguin, I'm here for that too, but mainly Rockadoodle. Now go ahead with your question, please. Do you feel that Christopher Plummer had the same gravitas in this movie that John Lovitz had in The Brave Little Toaster? I feel like you're trying to get me to answer the question about the Brave Little Toaster, and I'm not going to fall for it. I, I, I'm I have, not getting you, I'm not I getting no you to interest. answer the question about the Brave Little Toaster. All I'm trying to do is scale your opinion, more or less. I want to know. You know, you, apples and oranges. 
I think Christopher Plummer did the best he could have done in the role. I, I, I'm sorry, Don. I know this is very uncouth, but there's somebody at, at my door right now. Okay. I called you. So, uh... Hello. Uh, is that Cr Chris? Is that you? Don, is that you? It's been so long. It's been so long it's... since I've talked to you, buddy. It's been so long, my friend. Listen, I just want to I just want you to know that the way Rockadoodle was received by the critics, it's not your fault, buddy. I blame myself all the time for the demise of your career. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. What? Yes. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Christopher, look me in the eye, buddy. It's not your fault. You know that I'm a sucker it's for goodwill. You know I'm a sucker for goodwill. It's not hunting. your fault, Chris. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. This is how old men cry. You did everything you could, Chris. I love you. Thank you, Donald. Now, can you put the stupid boy back on the microphone? Yes, I, I butted him with the head of my saber. I can't believe you still carry that thing around. I served in the war, you know. It was always fun recording dialogue with you because you always had that little sword and you would swing it at people. Get hey, out of here, Christopher Plummer. He just hopped on a ship and sailed away. He does that sometimes. Alright, so let's talk about Rockadoodle. Let's really get into the nitty gritty of this movie. Yeah, let's 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 start kneading the dough a little bit and get it between our fingernails. It starts out in space, which is an interesting choice. Yeah, an interesting way to start the movie. Yeah, uh, it stays in space for a little while, much like the beginning of Contact. You know, mm -hmm. it's or in Star space Wars. and zooms in from. Yeah, well, yeah, I like Star Wars too. Um, and it zooms in to Earth. I assume it's Earth. It's a planet. <laughs> And there's a farm on it. Earth two, Earth two maybe, um, and there's a there's a chicken man, and he's like Elvis, and he's singing a song, and it's a really fun song. I really enjoy the song that he sings. Yeah, he's talking about his daddy, how his daddy gave him gave him the ability to sing, and he's thanking his daddy, and he's worshiping. Mm -hmm. Some might say worshiping his daddy. Um, and we get we get some voiceover from Patu. Um, the dog who can't tie his shoes. Yeah, voiced by the guy and, that played Baloo in uh, the Jungle Book, the original Jungle Book. Yeah, and it's kind of the same name in this one, huh? Patu and Baloo. Baloo, Patu. Which Patu is same a thing. he's a hound dog with pants. A hound dog with uh, pants yeah. and shoes because he has bunions. <laughs> yeah, you got a problem with that? What's wrong with that? He's a hound dog with shoes and corduroys. And corduroys, um, and. Fun fact, I don't know if you knew this. It's pretty easy to tell from just kind of watching the movie, but none of that voiceover... He he comes back now and then and just starts narrating events. Mm -hmm. None of that was in the original script. It all came from test screenings where the audience just said, what is going on? <laughs> oh, really? I don't understand. And so they, they added all of the voiceover from Patu later. That's hilarious. So yeah. <laughs> there was just no segues between what was going on. No. They're like... Okay. They're like, why is this chicken singing at the, the sky? 
And what? who is this guy that came in to fight him and distract him from singing at the sun? Like, none of that was clear in the first what? draft. What? That's insane. <laughs> so instead, yeah. of, instead of being like, huh, maybe we just didn't write this movie well. <laughs> so let's just add some narration in. <laughs> yeah, from a character that's not important at all. No, like a very minor character. A dog that yeah. his only... His only motivation was that he wanted his shoes tied. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I understand. And surprise, he got his shoes tied by a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a real cat. Not a real cat. A boy, a boy cat. cat. A skin, a, skin a, cat. a former skin cat. A former skin cat. That's the name um, that's the name <laughs> of my big jazz my big band jazz name. Billy the Skin Cat Jones. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and here's the thing about the beginning of the movie is <laughs> during the song i'm pretty much all the way on board i love the animation yeah i love the music it's very catchy i'm kind of into the whole concept of a of a elvis chicken man who sings to make the sun come up it felt very like, reminiscent to me of song of the south which is a movie that is illegal <laughs> to be played which is a perfect film <laughs> there's no no flaws Nothing wrong with that movie. The best <laughs> movie, a beautiful movie. <laughs> uh, Some yeah, might no, say I, the I actually film. did. I had the thought. I had the same thought as you. You know, it, I do wonder if there was some inspiration from that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, as weird as that sounds to say, because there are live action parts and farm animals. I don't know. I haven't actually seen all of Song in the South. It's it's a but, war uh, crime in the in America. Yeah, to watch the whole thing. Um, but yeah, there are similarities certainly. Um, <laughs> and this movie. Like I said, Patu starts narrating over the song, and that's where things kind of start going wrong. Because I'm like, wait, they don't seem to understand like which parts of this movie are going to appeal to people. <laughs> yeah, because they're just talking over those parts. Um, also, let's just talk about the name Chanticleer. What's that? I I really liked it because you know how oh, did you? I did. I like the name Chanticleer because okay. what it reminded me of was like. Kind of old-fashioned southern southern bell names in a way which if that was the entire vibe that they were going with like oh i'm santa Clair, you know old southern song of the mm-hmm. south you know that type of thing then it would have been i think it would have been cute and catchy well it's actually a french name because this was based loosely on a french play yeah called chanticleer what? did you know that a french play yeah, French play from like the early 1900s. The guy who wrote it was named Edmund something, mm-hmm. which is why the kid's name is Edmund. Wow, what a and, smart uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's very intellectual. I wish I'd been able to be here for your interview with Don Bluth. I heard about it. I was in, I was going to powder my nose again. I'm going to lie, kind of um, awkward, but continue. So yeah, that's where the name came from. I was being silly before. A brilliant, a brilliant move. A brilliant move. So, yeah, that's the first part, and then we get this narration as he tells us what is happening as the Duke of Owls sends um, a, an, a a person, a thing. <laughs> what, was he like a cat or something? No, or he, a was a, he, was a, he was a fighting rooster. Yeah, he was a fighting rooster. He was, he, he, was fights. A, he was a black rooster, and he had razor blades attached to the backs of his legs. That's right. He was a Batman rooster. Yeah, he was Batman and, rooster. Um, and he fights Chanticleer. To keep him from crowing at the sun, uh huh. Um, and so he forgets because he's fighting this rooster. Still comes up, yeah. Which is interesting because at the end of the movie, yeah. they don't. They never acknowledge 
why it was that the sun came up, um, even though he didn't crow. I know, because at that moment, he didn't crow, the sun came up, and then he didn't crow again, and the sun didn't come back up, ever. Right. Yeah, it it, it makes no sense. None of that is explained. Some may say um, inconsistent. Some may, some may say that. Yeah, um, but the reason that the Duke of Owls uh, doesn't want the sun to come up is because... Um, Al- Al- Donathan Bluth hates owls. Yeah, Donathan Bluth hates owls. But also, owls apparently uh, burn to death in the light. Right. Um, like they, they hate the sun. They hate the sun. And they're they're evil. They're evil vampire creatures. Yeah. Why weren't they like bats or something? That would have mm-hmm. made more sense. It would have, wouldn't it? Owls are not carnivorous. I, I do feel like Donathan Bluth had some sort of vendetta against owls, and he just wanted to make a movie where they're terrible. His father was um, murdered by owls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then at a certain point, it shows the Duke of Owls, and he freezes. Like, he just kind of freezes on the screen, and then, bam, there's a human hand on the screen. <laughs> and you're like, whoa! <laughs> it's very startling, because <laughs> as I can only imagine for you, who didn't know that there was going to be live-actions parts of this movie, I w- at least had some sort of vague memory of that. I Yeah, I had no idea i thought maybe my tv had cut off and it was at like some some other channel some other movie because we could watch this on youtube so i thought mm-hmm. maybe like an advert an advertisement had popped up of some kind and so then we <laughs> we get that whole scene because he he comes in um you know the the kids reading the story or his parents are reading it to him uh the flood starts his parents go to like take care of the flood um and then uh they call or he calls for Chanticleer, yeah. and the Duke of Owls comes in, and he's like trying to. He's mad at this kid for trying to interfere with his plan, so he pukes shapes on him. <laughs> he pukes shapes. like emojis. Yeah, he, he pukes pu- emojis. He pukes at up him. emojis on him. Uh huh. And um, it turns him into a cat so he can eat him. Yeah. Because and that, nat- that's what starts the, the movie. natural prey of owls, kitty cats. Right. I do want to point right. out some intellectually dishonest moments here. Uh oh! So, here we go. You know when Edmund, when he's a kitty cat, and he he exclaims, "Jeepers, I'm a furry!" He realizes that his mm-hmm. he realizes that his kitty cat genitals are exposed because he doesn't have pants. oh yeah he doesn't have pants on, and he's hiding he's hiding his little I know what you're gonna say. Well, he's hiding it, and then he's like, "I need some clothes on," and then he puts on clothes. And it's just a shirt, still no pants. It's just a shirt and a hat. He doesn't put on pants, but he feels better now. He, because he puts he... on a Davy Crockett like hat and shirt, and then he's like, well, I guess this is good enough. I'm Winnie the Poohing it now. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe he had seen Winnie the Pooh, and he knew that a cartoon animal just needs a shirt. Yeah, like Squidward. It. I hate that he has blonde human boy hair, even as a cat. Mm-hmm. I hate that so much. It- well, it's a wink to let you know he's still a human. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Um, so I don't even remember what happens why the Duke of Owls doesn't eat him. Did the other animals come in and like yeah, I scare think him away other, or something? Or, uh, he hits a light or something, and that makes the Duke of Owls explode. That's right. Well, he comes back. He comes though. back later. There, um, yeah. Go ahead. Light, light scares those owls. Right. They're scared of light. Yeah, um, I touched on this earlier, and I want to mention it again. Just t- the kid just touch d- it again. doesn't know how to talk. Like, no, he's and it's not like I'm not making fun of a kid with a speech impediment. That's not what's happening here. It's just mm-hmm. he's so young that he can't really 
talk like a like in understandable words. He's like Linus from the Peanuts specials. Yeah, but like Linus, if he was like right up against the microphone and his lips couldn't form full like vowels or consonants. It's like Linus if he had seven pizza rolls in his mouth <laughs> and they were too hot and he was like trying to breathe in air at the same time to like keep his mouth from burning. Uh, uh, it's like at, it, this isn't made by the same uh, director as The Rescuers, is it? No, that's... Um, Which is a good movie. That, now you... It is a good movie. There, there's um, a little no, kid. No, that's a Disney movie. Yeah, this is, that's right. That Which Don Bluth did Disney stuff, but that was after his time with Disney. Yeah. Um, but there's a little kid in that movie who had kind of the same cutesy, like they couldn't say they're ours. They kind of mumbled mm-hmm. a little bit, but they did a good job with it because that child could actually speak. Right. This child, True. not so much. Yeah. Um, it's a problem. Like, it's cute. At first, but then there are a lot of lines that you're like, oh, no, I just can't understand the line. And he has a lot of the, like, exposition yeah. dialogue that's kind of important to be able to understand the story, which maybe that's why they had to uh, make Patu do so much voiceover later. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's funny because the name of the title, the name of the movie, Rockadoodle, makes uh-huh. you think that Chanticleer is the main character. He, yeah. He's not necessarily... No, he's like a... It's about him, but it's not for him. He's not the protagonist. No. I'm trying to think of it. It's like Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, there is a birdie in it, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like the the movie is named after someone else, and it's about someone else, but that person is not the main character. You're just trying to insist on this because you played... (laughs) The guy that you say is the main character in Bye Bye Birdie because he was the main character, so I got top billing, and that was the last one in the bounce. What was his name? Albert. Albert. He was Albert, and he's he's just trying to make the point that he was the main character. (laughs) I was the main character. Don't take that away from me. (laughs) You were the main character, but you were no Conrad Birdie. Let's just say that you were not the heart throb of that movie. Looking back, looking back, I wish I was. Yeah, I wish you were too. too. Um. So, yeah, I think at this point we can talk about some of the other characters that come in because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they it's about these farm animals going on a journey to find Chanticleer. Yeah, there's um, there's Nerdbird. <laughs> yeah, Nerdbird. Played by, uh, what's his name, Eddie Deason, who uh, is the, yeah. the rude kid on Polar Express. Yep, yep. As soon as I heard his voice, I like the hair on the back <laughs> of my neck stood up. I was like, where have I heard this before? He's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the, he, i mean his name was Polar express is a very ugly movie <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> it's just oh horrible to look at but like that kid's voice is also just like sonically ugly <laughs> yeah acoustically a disgusting voice yeah it's like sandpaper on my eyeball have you seen what this kid looks like i mean he's not a kid he's an adult have you seen what he looks yeah, like yeah i looked at a picture of him terrifying when I was watching the movie. he's terrifying yeah I mean, he looks like he would have that voice. Yeah, he's played. He plays a um, like a what is he? A crow. He's a magpie. He's a claustrophobic magpie. He's a claustrophobic magpie who likes lasagna a whole whole lot. And he hates Mondays. He hates Mondays. Um, that's one of them. That's one of the characters. Another one is um a mouse. 
Rowdy Mouse. Rowdy Mouse. What's her, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Rowdy Mouse. Rowdy Mouse. Dor- no. Yeah, it's Rowdy. I don't. Know. She's a mouse um, with a wisp, and she's really, really smart. Pretty sure it's Rowdy Mouse. It might be. But she... I'm making that up. It's <laughs> definitely not Rowdy Mouse. You idiot. I don't know. You stupid idiot. Looking... It's Peepers. Peepers. That's what it is. Peepers. <laughs> you believe me when I said it was Rowdy Mouse. No, You're I, so I just couldn't back up that claim. Yeah. Uh, Peepers, w- played by um, Sandy Duncan, who was uh, Duncan. The, the old lady in The Fox and the Hound. But um, mm-hmm. she was a, a smart mouse with a lisp. Mm-hmm. That's what she was. And then uh, there was also Goldie, played by she Alan is, Green. I bet she's going to come up in sinful moments because she's not dressed like she couldn't wear boy, that to church. Boy, oh, boy, oh boy, that was weird. What? That, oh, that yeah. chicken. Yeah, she, that was a weird chicken. I'm not saying that I'm that I'm looking at her, but Nala, get your act together. Don't you dare say that about Nala. I'm sorry. She's the one. Nala is who you introduced to Mama, but, but Goldie, the skin chicken... Goldie the mm-hmm. Goldie the Finch, whatever she is, a quail. I don't even know anymore. It doesn't even matter. I think she's a quail. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. She is not who uh-huh. you introduced to Mama. She's a yeah. very kinky, she do- she's a very kinky girl. The kind you don't bring <laughs> home to mother. Um, she and she doesn't come in at this part of the movie. She comes in later, later on right. uh, when we get introduced to Pinky the Fox Man. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Pinky. Pinky the Fox Man. <laughs> Pinky, Pinky the Fox Man. Um. And he wants her to distract Chanticleer from receiving a message from his friends. This um, is just an apology. The world. <laughs> it's an apology. Yeah. It literally says, that's all it is. It says, Chanticleer, we're sorry. And that's really it. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, then she ends up actually falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a pretty sensual scene where they're like sitting on a swing and like yeah. singing to each other. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And they kiss. Um, yeah, they do kiss with their beaks. They hit their beaks <laughs> together, and it's like it's like, it's like and that's that's chicken yeah, kissing. Like that. That's what chicken kissing is, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, In case you're wondering, don't Google it. Don't Google chicken kiss. Don't hey, don't Google chicken don't, kissing. Don't Google it. <laughs> this movie is basically about a bunch of friends going to apologize to their friend. Yeah, much like much like the BLT, it's about a bunch of friends going to the big city. The City of Lights, I might say. The City of Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, any anytime Chanticleer is is it is it Chanticleer? I can't even remember. I think Chanticleer, it's Chanticleer, Chanticleer, Chanticleer. Chanticleer. How would a Frenchman would say, say it? Chanticleer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Chanticleer. Chanticleer. Um, uh, anytime he's on screen, I'm having a great time. I'm not gonna lie. I love his songs. I think he's great. I wish the whole movie was just him singing and have a great time. Right, because the guy, like we said earlier, the guy that plays Chanticleer, Glenn Campbell, who is a singer, great uh, performance, has a really good voice. He he does mm-hmm. a very good job, and it doesn't sound like he's like, this is the best I can do of an Elvis impression. It's like, this is I don't I don't know. It's like his own take, his own version, and it's really, it's really good. Yeah, it's great. He's great singing and he's great talking. I love him a lot. Um, the songs in this movie rule so hard, but also the characters keep talking over them. Yeah, this happens at the beginning. This happens later, like when they're like, trying to rescue him while he's singing. It's like stop having like a mm-hmm. a scene of action over this because I'm just trying to listen to the song. Yeah, yeah, I know how you feel. 
it's I I, I it, it does have very very good music, and I like it a whole mm-hmm. whole lot. And we won't go beat for beat through the plot because it doesn't make any sense. Like the story is mm-hmm. bad and doesn't make any sense at all. Of course, but uh, there is a helicopter chase. Yeah, scene. <laughs> I guess I, I think I like look down at my phone for a moment. And then I yeah, look up. Yeah, and suddenly they're in helicopters. Something happened to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So we both don't yeah. understand how they got to that point, right? Uh, well, they get free because you know they get captured when they go to rescue him the first time. I think the little, yeah. his little nephew owl, you know, the small owl, the dumb owl, yeah, uh-huh, accidentally set them free somehow, and okay. then they got out and got helicopters. Uh, okay. I guess they ordered them from eBay, and um. And then they rescue them, and they go to, they go back to the farm where there's this big showdown, and it's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. sort of, but Edmund does die. Sort of. Well, he seems to. Yeah, but he gets Aslan. Yeah, yeah, he gets Aslan. Um, but they, so, I mean, they've got, uh, I keep wanting to call him Rockadoodle, but it's Chanticleer. They get him back to the farm, and he, he like, is like, I can't crow. Like, I haven't done it in so long. I can't even issues. do it anymore. So Edmund, <laughs> Edmund starts chanting his name, and, he's, and his little boy voice, Chanticleer, Chanticleer, Chanticleer. Um, yeah, and not I, chanting, I remember, just kind of repeating over and over again. Yeah. I remembered hearing, like, when I heard that, I remembered that um, just little soundbite from when I was a kid, <laughs> but I don't think I understood even as a child that he was saying a character's name. Oh, you thought I he think... was like <laughs> casting a spell or something? Yeah, I guess so. But I just like when he was saying the name over and over, I was like, oh, wow, I remember hearing this. It's almost like a um, Manchurian candidate moment. Like he said it so much, like he was trying <laughs> to activate these sleeper cells. Yeah. Like, Chanticleer, I bet... Chanticleer. <laughs> I bet that was the first line of dialogue recorded in this movie, and then they wrote the entire movie around it. Hey, kid, kid, with the, eat these pizza rolls, and then say the <laughs> say this word. It's chandelier. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's good. Uh, uh, don't swallow the pizza rolls. We uh, need those no, in your no, mouth no. while you say the line. We'll also be I know throwing, they're good. We'll also be throwing matches in your mouth to make sure they stay piping hot. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the best way to keep them hot. Mm-hmm. You got to throw those matches, in, matches there. in there, right? Of course. <laughs> so um, I think we do need to talk for a moment about okay, uh, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, we need to talk about him, don't we? Here's the thing: not a good movie, not no. a great villain. Great voice acting from Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he kills it. <laughs> like legitimately good voice acting. And for those of you who don't know who Christopher Plummer is, I'm not going to patronize you and try to explain who he is, but he's the guy from Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great. And I also, I love the design of his character, too. I yeah. mean, certainly, he's kind of a nothing character. He's a big Dracula. With no owl. real motivation other than owls hate the sun, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't say witchcraft. he's a good villain. Yeah. I enjoy him, though. I think yeah. he's kind of fun. I enjoyed when he was on screen. He was the best character by far. Uh, Sean DeClaire? Oh, well, okay. He's an Elvis, he was an Elvis chicken man. I, I I don't know. What do you have against the Elvis chicken man? He's perfect. He's handsome. He's handsome and he's got a handsome voice. He's handsome and I don't, I feel intimidated by him, so I'm just, 
being kind of vulnerable here. So yeah, Christopher Plummer, he's the Owl Man. Um, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher kills, Plummer as the Owl Man. <laughs> he kills the little boy, um, and how all the it, other how characters. Does he, kill him? does he just throw him down real hard? He he like strangles him with magic, like oh, he force right. chokes him or something. Yeah, and then he like throws him down and he just lays there limp, and it's kind of upsetting to look at. Yeah. Um, but the other characters start chanting the name Chanticleer, Chanticleer, and eventually he gets enough confidence to cock-a-doodle-doo, and he flies around the world several times, and it's kind of awesome to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sun comes back up, and they win. Yeah, a big a big sun bolt strikes uh, the Duke of Owls, and then he turns a little bitty. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because then he's more little bitty than his nephew, the other owl boy. Yeah, the other owl boy, and then the nephew pulls out a fly swatter. He pulls out a fly swatter. <laughs> now that's funny. And tries to swat him like a full, like a little fly. It's funny. It's very funny. And I do want to point out um, the owls when they're small, they look like the monsters from Space Jam. They sure do. <laughs> they look exactly like the monsters. Yeah, they sure do. Cute, adorable. Some might say scary. Some yeah. might say. Mm-hmm. Boy, we are saying some might say a lot in this episode. There's a lot of th- things that some people might say. Yeah, it's just so that we can't claim anything, and if it, people say our opinion is wrong, we're just like, mm-hmm. well, we're just saying that some people might say that. Right. We're Let's just go ahead and say there's a big old some might say before everything in this episode. Yeah, a big blanket some might say. Nothing is fact. There is no truth. Mm-hmm. Love is a lie. Nothing is real. Right, exactly. So, um, so then they're sad about Edmund being dead, and they like look at him, and they're like, and he starts turning back into a skin boy. They're just like, oh crap! His dead corpse, his dead kitten corpse, turns into a boy corpse, uh-huh. and they're like, oh yeah, I guess he was a I boy, huh? He, and then the mouse says, he's a boy, a handsome boy. Oh yeah, she thinks he's handsome. She's, she's totally crushing. She's got the hots for him. So I really want to dissect what happens next yeah because what happens is they like try to wake him up and they do wake him up from death but he wakes up in his bed and it's like a dream so none of it happened mm-hmm. but whatever this dream world is where they were which is like let's just go ahead and say ending a movie saying it was all a dream is a great way to end your movie. Flawless. You can't it's can't go wrong doing Good that. writing. Can we agree on that? Holy creative. Yeah. Very creative, very good writing. Perfect way to end a movie. Can't go wrong. Some might say um, a perfect way. Some might say. So, um but it's weird because I'm just imagining in this dream world, he's still dead forever, right? <laughs> Cuz he woke up in the real world it, you, and they're you, just looking at his dead body. Yeah, he can't go back to cartoon land because he's dead in that world i don't think we see a shot of him fading out of dreamland no no fading into real world it's just like bam he wakes up Mm -hmm. or his mom's like standing over him or something also it's weird that like he had only heard the first part of the story when he got sucked into the story so like i'm trying to figure out if yeah he's all in for chanticleer having not no attachment to him whatsoever well, I'm saying what happened at the end of that story, like what happens in the second half of the story that oh, his I mom see. read to him. Was Edmund a character in that story? I have similar questions about the second SpongeBob movie, which sucks and is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Some people disagree about that. Some might, Some say. might say it's good. I say it's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe him maybe. turning into a cartoon was the second half. Maybe what happened was what was supposed to happen. Ever think about that? Yeah, I just I'm just saying I want him to go back and read that book and see if he was in it. <laughs> it's he's when like, he gets back into the real he, world. He's flipping through. He's like, I died. <laughs> it starts saying, Ooh, and then you turn this. into a cat. It's like talking to him. And then you, you Edmund, turn into a cat. Then you're a cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, Edmund, are the only one that's allowed to read this book. This is for your eyes only, Edmund. For British eyes only. Um. So yeah, that's the movie. Oh yeah, I don't know. This is an important part. He gets to go back to the dream world for oh, a yeah. little bit before the end credits. And bounces around as a skin boy. He's a skin boy um, with all the cartoon boys. Yeah. And also And they like Yeah, they're they're married now. Uh uh Chanticleer has made uh, Goldie an honest woman. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd have babies by now. Call me hopeful, but no. Well, Rockadoodle two coming twenty nineteen. Oh my gosh. Don't what if it was? Don't say. <laughs> uh, Rockadoodle 2 that. but it's all EDM music <laughs> Rockadoodle 2 might be all live action Rock-a-doodle, here's, the, here's my version of Rockadoodle 2 it, oh boy. that's really good because it's like Cockadoodle Doo Rockadoodle 2 but um, oh that's good that's genius it's his children but they're all like EDM DJs yeah yeah oh that's it that's it I like it. And then they then they lose their mix. Their their mixers. Yeah, that's the movie Rock a Doodle. Um Yeah, 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 yeah. We need the we need the audience to be clapping, huh? Yeah. You hadn't used that thing the entire time. No, no, no. But we are about to because Ooh. 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 Oh. Oh man, it's hot in here. Are we so back, hot we're back in, in the cabin. It's hot in here. I need to call Mark and see if he can send us some portable AC units because this place is getting way too hot with all these hot takes from online. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like that. Uh, I'm laughing because I could just see you fumbling with it. You're like. I was looking at it. I was looking at it upside down. Oh, I, I see. I, yeah. And the sound I, came up upside down. I was having a rough time. Thank you for bearing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was praying for you the whole time. Thank you. Um, so these this week we have three hot takes from online. No, four actually. You know, we got four. But guess what? They come from a different place than I usually get them. Yeah. Some might say a we've better place. Ca- some might say that. Um, we've been getting them from IMDb, which is where the intelligent people go to have intelligent opinions about movies. Right. I got these from Amazon because this is actual reviews or of the uh, the DVD of. Rockadoodle. Um, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so Amazon goes by a five-star system, um, and I'm just going to read you the headline of this one. This one comes from Laura Hershey. <laughs> Thank you for inventing chocolate, Miss Hershey. Thank you, Miss Hershey. Um, Laura gave this five stars, Ooh. and she says, "Love the story, and am able to share it with grandson." Grandson. Um, so this is this came from. January 24th, 2015, which means that Laura in 2015 was old enough to be a grandmother that had that had a child that liked this movie, um, which means that Laura is a crazy person <laughs> because she is an old lady who liked this movie. Yeah. Um, 
she says, love this movie and the message it sends, and the music is the best. I'm so excited to find it here. I owned it on VHS, and the last time I checked, eBay wanted a fortune for a DVD version, and now I'll be able to find it anywhere. Sure wish Don Bluth would have made more cartoons like this. He could tell such a sweet story. So, so she wishes that Donathan Bluth made more like this. She owned this movie. Mm-hmm. I've heard of another woman who is a grandmother that owned this movie. Nice try, but JoJo's name is not Laura. Oh, man. What if it is, though? JoJo didn't like this movie. She was far too intelligent to like this movie. <laughs> Have you asked her about it? Have you clarified that she didn't enjoy this movie? I probably should ask her. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know on the next episode. I'd be interested to hear if she remembers. She probably won't remember if that. If she remembers it, it at all. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to see her in a couple of days, so I'll try and let you know. Remind me. Yeah. Um, okay, here comes another one. This is by KK. Cool. Uh, cool. It's five stars. <laughs> now, this, now, pay attention to the headline of this review. I don't want you to miss it. It says, good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep wait, reading wait, wait, this. Wait, wait, from... wait. Let's, let's try that again. I, I think I cut out. Let's try it. What, is, what was the name of it? Yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't want you to miss this. It's very important. Are you, make sure your headphone jack is plugged uh, yeah, in. Hold on. Let me get out a, pa- a pad and paper. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Good. That's it. So uh, KK says, love this movie as a kid. My niece and nephew loved it. However, I did have to change my settings to watch it on my PS4. So be careful. Okay. So that's a really important warning. So the PS4 is a new device. Uh-huh. So, this is a recent review, correct? Twenty seventeen. So people in this enlightened age of time of awareness uh-huh. can still say that this monstrosity is good. Yes. I yeah I, I, K K. Um, this next one comes to us from Amazon customer. Sorry, they don't have a name. Mm. Um, and they didn't like it, actually. Um, this is from 2016. They gave it one out of five stars. Keepers. Now, I need you to pay attention again for this headline because it's not very long. I swear if it says bad, I'm going to lose my mind. No, no, that's not what it says. Are you ready? Yep. Here it is. Upset. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon customer was it, said. Was it in all caps? No, Upset. it's actually all lowercase. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier to me. Um, it, Amazon customer says, I'm very upset I got the disc and this disc won't even play into either of my MG DVDs. It says error region, sad face. Now my son can't watch it. <laughs> uh, Count your blessings, Amazon user. Yeah, I got one for one more for you. This is from Glenn Larish. Mm-hmm. Glenn Larish gave it five stars. And his review just says, five stars. <laughs> and, no, that's his headline. Yeah. The <laughs> This is my favorite review I've ever read for anything ever. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Remember, this is for the movie Rockadoodle. <laughs> it says, five stars. It says, perfect, just what I required. <laughs> <laughs> Rockadoodle pushed this man over the edge to do something <laughs> terrible. It's just what you just required. what I required. Thank you, Glenn. I was able to. That's been I hot was able to leave my online. wife thanks to Rockadoodle. That's some hot takes from online. 
Oh boy. Clint. Yep. Speaking of chicken breast. <laughs> do you uh do you want to do some sinful moments? Get sinful on me, baby. <laughs> um so Clint, since Clint's a married boy, I took it on myself to do both of them this oh, well, week. I'm not so married. I'm going to make yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready for some sinful moments? Yes, sir. Clint, you know how this works. You're usually sitting in my chair here, so uh, yeah, I'll usually just let I'm you at your house when you're not there. <laughs> right. Well, we have a shared house. Um, which category would you like to start with? Sex and nudity, baby. All right. Well, there's only one thing in this category. No, there's Can not. You guess what it is? Yeah, there's only one. Only one? Is it kind Clint, of a... not that many people know this movie exists? Is it okay? True. <laughs> fair point. Is it like a kind of a long? overarching you know uh it's not as broad as you would think it would be okay uh some chickens breasts are seen it's here's what it says a female cockerel wear a kinky outfit Uh (laughs) uh-huh that's it all right not wears wear a female (laughs) cockerel wear a kinky outfit wear a kinky outfit (laughs) wear it at uh wear it at um, would you like to do another category? Yeah, let's do some profanity. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is very funny. <laughs> it just says, on the scale of one in ten, this has zero. <laughs> a scale of one and ten, so it's either one or a ten. Yeah. Uh, there's only been one person that has seen this this uh, Parents Guide section, and he has apparently written the whole um the whole thing on and here. he has terrible grammar yeah he does um is there any violent, let's call him james is there any violent and intense scenes uh well there's frightening intense scenes and then there's violence and gore each violence of these and gore, has something frightening in intense it. Scenes. So let's let me and... look at which one is funnier okay and i'll um well let's see if you can guess what's under violence and gore um i'm gonna guess um the the owls talking about how they want to eat people they're going to eat people um it doesn't specifically say that there's both of the two items under here do involve the owls okay there's a scene where the nephew owl um almost gets stabbed no but i'm just gonna read these for you (laughs) yeah no yeah but james didn't notice that one (laughs) um the first one just says a dog is nearly strangled by an owl, mm-hmm. but is recused. I think James meant to say rescued. Jacques. <laughs> but is recused when a cat frightens the owl away with a flashlight. Did you say cat? What a cat. Cat. I think I said that, but I meant to say cat. Okay, I thought he was going to say kitten, but he said cat. Oh, those no. <laughs> but when a small cat. And then the other thing that James noticed was a dog bits an owl in the leg. <laughs> Frightening. Horrifying, um, some say. Speaking of that, um, oh, you know what? That's weird. There's a second violence and gore section. <laughs> Ooh, too long. And it just has one, one item under it. Um, and it just says a cat is strangled un- into unconsciousness mm-hmm. by an owl. And and then I do I just want to read you. I love this guy's wording. I love it. Yeah, he's great. Perfect James is great. I hope play. he writes more of these in the future. Yeah. Um, under frightening and intense scenes, I just want to read you this because I thought it was funny. The antagonist in this film might be a bit spooky for the small fry. <laughs> Medium fries only yeah. for this film. I was a small fry when I 
saw this. Yeah, and I was I was too scared to watch Jurassic Park, but not too scared. Not too scared to, to watch Rocket Doodle. Dolls. Yeah. Um so uh Is there another that, is there another section that ha- yields some funny results or is that really it? That well, there's alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Oh yeah, is there anything in there about that? Aside from it the just fact says, that people clearly downed methamphetamine before creating this movie. I'm not sure you know the effects of methamphetamine. I've done meth, and I sure do. <laughs> uh, it just says that the record associate director smokes a cigar. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that's all there is. Yeah. Well, thank you for those sinful moments. That's been sinful moments, baby. So I think now it's time for us to uh, transition, some might say effortlessly, in, effortlessly into some might say. Um, our three questions. Mm-hmm. Our patent pending three Purely nostalgia, PN questions. Uh, PN questions. Is it the PN questions. The PN questions. Questions to PN. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is: Is it good for kids? Second one: Is it good for adults? And the third one, which is: Does this movie stand the purely nostalgia test of time? So, kind of like what you did with me with the BLT. Um, does is this movie good for kids? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. And why? I'm I'm gonna give it a half because I loved it so much. <laughs> and yes, uh, yes. I think it. I think it's okay for kids. Okay, so you're not like completely sold that it's good for no, kids. No, but I loved it as a kid. So to say that it's bad for kids would be dishonest. I think. Fair enough. Um. What? Although, what? You said you're giving it a half. What's the juxtaposition? Well, here's my argument. I saw it so many times as a kid and remembered so very little of it and clearly understood zero of it that I don't think I can say I really appreciated it as a kid. So you're saying it's good for kids if they don't remember it? No, I'm saying it's good for kids but not good enough for them to remember and comprehend it. Okay, fair enough. That's a good transition into the second question. Is it good for Uh adults? No, sir. Okay, why is that? Uh, because it it was a bad movie when I watched it as an adult. Fair enough, because adults understand quality, and this has none, except for the singing. I think it has some. I just don't think it's overall very good. I think it has really fun and great animation. It does. It does have very enjoyable And I can't say animation. that for Brave Little Toaster. Um, and do you think that this movie, in your opinion, will stand the purely nostalgia test of time? Well, it's a question of whether it has. Okay, has for it. Me. Because that's a prediction. That's like that's that means nothing. Yeah. Can we predict if it will? It did not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, we we can yeah. also predict like you know we watch movies now and they say and we we say you know this is going to be a classic. People are going to continue watching this, like Birdman. Yeah, but I don't think but, there's any way to know. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know, so uh, Birdman. Some might say the perfect movie, but um, uh-huh. do you think that? People will will say, "Oh yeah, I love Rockadoodle," or you know, I'm going to feel nostalgic. I want to put on Rockadoodle. I mean, all I'm saying is we are in the time now when people would be remembering it, and they're not remembering it. So Fair no. enough. So it has not and will not stand the test of time. No. There you have it, folks. A one out of three. Yeah, really half out of three. Yeah, yeah, half out of three. Point five out of three. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, this is, yeah, I think I would say, Clint, you know what I would say about this what would you say? movie, Clint? What would you say? I would say 
that my enjoyment of it is due to purely nostalgia. <laughs> Ta-da. Thank you. That's the title of the podcast. That you're listening to with your ears. Yep. So uh, um, now it's time to kind of talk about what we're doing next week or next go What around. are we doing next? Well, ne- Hey, you know what you're doing next is not being on this podcast. That's exactly right. I will be taking a brief sabbatical. Uh, while I go mm-hmm. uh, moon some honeys. Yeah, moon and some honeys. Moon some honeys. Um, and our guest co-host in two weeks is Mark from the Airbnb. Yes. He's a, <laughs> uh, our, yeah, we're going to hash out what happened there and really just kind of try and get to the bottom of it and see if there's any reconciliation mm-hmm. to be had. Are we going to say no. who uh, who the guest is? I mean, Yeah, we he, are. He's one of the three listeners that we have, so I think it's pretty easy <laughs> we, to narrow down. You have to stop saying that we have three listeners. It <laughs> <laughs> makes me legitimately angry. Um, his okay, name, we have like five. His name is Mark Watlington. Mark Watlington is going to yes, be the co-host. Friend of the, good friend of the show. Very, friend of the show. Very supportive of our endeavors. We auditioned for Peter Pan together when we were in high school, the three of us. The three of us. We were in Peter Pan. We were also all three in The Music Man together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mark has been friends with me since literally kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And uh, he Mark has is, a Mark podcast. has been friends with me since um, high school. Since since we auditioned for Peter Pan. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's why I said that. But uh, Mark is, has a podcast called Best Pictures that we've talked about before. It's very good. That you start, you start on. Yes, um, I have guessed it on theirs, and, and now, I've listened to that. Now episode. we're bringing, well, we're we're paying him back. We're pay, repaying him the favor. Um, so yeah, he's gonna come and take Clint's pay, place. Um, he's the, he's the new Clint. Um, what movie are we talking about? You ask. What movie it's, are you talking about? I ask. It's a movie called George of the Jungle. George George of the Jungle. Watch out for With the tree. TV's Brendan Fraser. Yeah, when he was handsome. <laughs> Yeah, when he was handsome. Ah, he's still kind of handsome. Uh, he's he handsome in like recently. an interesting way. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I mean, he look, he's not traditionally handsome, but I like him. <laughs> when somebody says traditionally handsome, <laughs> that means generally ugly. Hey, you're traditionally handsome. I'm untraditionally handsome, I would mm. say. Some mm. might say. Um. So, yeah, Mark Mark will be hosting it. Uh, Mark is a very smart guy. He's very insightful. So I'm. He's a good I'm, boy. He's a good boy. I'm I'm glad to have him on. Hey, guess what? Don't skip over the social media plug section of this episode because there's new there's new information. New here info. That... You've heard it before, but now it's different. Yeah, it's different this time because yeah, we always plug at Purely Nostalgia our Twitter account, which you should follow us on. But yeah. guess what? There's another one called at Purely Nostalgia Pod with P O D at the end. And that's our Instagram account. We have an Instagram now. Heck yeah. And we uploaded a, a picture this weekend from us on the Alpine slide. Yeah, it's if very you want to see a little taste of Clint's bachelor weekend. Yeah, how crazy you can it was. Log onto there and look at how us. bloodshot my eyes were from the lack of sleep that I got from sleeping <laughs> in a 150 degree room. Yeah, Mark, did you hear that? It was 150 degrees, and I don't weigh anything anymore. <laughs> um,. And yeah, and the, I also have a personal Twitter account at Elisha P. Smith. Yeah, and it's the I'm, same. Don't follow me on Instagram. I don't want you to. You can I'm, if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Clint J H Page, and also please don't follow me on Instagram. Hey, don't follow us on Instagram. That's like 
we're not like we don't have our Instagram accounts to entertain you. That's not our goal. No, I post. I'm my Instagram page is just littered with me being sweet about my fiance. Yeah, and mine is just like, here's my brother. Uh, my yeah, my story is just me reviewing fidget spinners. Maybe you should follow me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have a face group, Facebook group as well, and then I have Letterbox. Elijah P. Smith, follow me on there. Clint doesn't have it because I don't believe in it. It doesn't believe in it, and if you don't believe in it, then it doesn't exist. Yeah, I also wanted to give a shout-out to friends of the show, uh, Some Like It Scott. Some Like It Scott. Yes. That's a podcast. I've That's listened to that podcast. It's good. Podcast we got a lot of good movies. podcasts out there floating around. Yeah, also, uh, we did mention them earlier, Best Picture, friend of the show. Uh-huh. And best then Pictures, all, plural. Best Pictures, I'm, I do apologize for that. And then Some also, Like It Scott's Some Like It Scott's. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> a, it's two Scott's, right? There's two it is two Scott, but Scott. it is Some Like It Scott. Yeah, uh, and so sound like it hot, but um, and also uh, the punnery, which I have the punnery. They're very supportive of us, and so I feel like we need to give them a shout out and say thank you for your support. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, we are not the only podcast that exists. Yeah, and you can also uh, we don't have a Patreon, but if you want to give us money, go right ahead. I have a mailbox. That you I also can have a mailbox mail and a wallet to. and a bank account. Follow me on Twitter and DM me. I'll give you my address and you can mail me some money. Yeah, give me some snap cash. Yep. Uh, until next time, we will see you soon. And Skinath for listening. Oh, we I forgot we had this doorbell installed. Come in, Peter Griffin. Uh, how yeah. can I help you? Yeah, I'm really here for uh, for a type of movie. Oh, here okay. A movie that, uh, you know, it's about a... I'm really feeling something with animals. You got something with animals that I can watch? Oh, yeah. Um, we've got, like, bed knobs and broomsticks. I think there's, like, a lion in that. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins yeah. has some penguins in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lion King. That's a classic. Uh, I need we have... something that's uh, a little more sexy. Well, got a little, got a little, got a little some some sexy animals in it. I just found this in the back room. I'd never actually seen it before. It's called Rock Rockadoodle. Have you heard of this? Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! This is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. You've seen I this? Seen it. I haven't seen it in three years. Oh my god! I gotta tell Lois. Bing bong. <laughs> Why did you ring the bell again? No, I I had run out of the oh. I run oh. out of the blockbuster. <laughs> okay, oh. thanks for All coming right. back in to explain that. You're welcome.